Welcome to a Lunch with Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. My guests today opened a new restaurant all during the pandemic, and they realized the society in Greenville, South Carolina wanted sandwiches, nudes, good drinks, and to be social. Please welcome the owners of Sandwich Society Bar and Social Club, Jeremy Krause and Chef Chris Rosenstiel. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Thank you for having me. Good to see you. Thank you for coming on, man. I've been uh, we've been chatting for a while online, and I and I I'm a huge fan, even though I have not tried your food. But I will say that if the food looks, which I think it is from what I've seen it, it looks anything close to what you guys are making. Um, it is amazing because I I, uh, I drool every time I see um, everything that you guys are doing. So I, I definitely appreciate it. Um, so I wanted to ask real quick. My first question I always ask right off the bat is what is your favorite lunch slash? I, I brought in it up before it used to be favorite sandwich. Now it's like, what is your favorite lunch slash sandwich? Yeah. Uh, favorite lunch, like anywhere or at society, wherever, wherever you want. I'm giving you like open, open-ended. You can give me a society answer and as well as also a personal one, not in, not at the restaurant. For a society right now, I think my favorites are Wrigleyville, which is our take on the Italian, Chicago Italian beef. Okay. Um, that's why my favorite for as far as sandwich goes to society. Uh, and it, in general, is a spot in Atlanta called the Vortex. And yes, a wonderful, wonderful menu. Um, they got a couple different burgers down there that just absolutely fire. That'd be my go-to spot yeah. for sure. Yeah, that place is amazing. For, uh, so at society, I would definitely probably say our post balloon. I don't know if you've okay. had that. No, nope. oh, you know what that is. I do it's know our, what it is. Oh, it's our bologna sandwich, man. Yep. And we uh, we were a little bit nervous about it at first, but it's like it, it has totally taken off. It made its way into uh, Food and Wine magazine, a bologna sandwich, bro. So yeah, dude. That's probably my favorite one in the restaurant. Uh, outside of the restaurant, I don't know. I'm, I'm a taco guy, too. So we have okay. White Duck Taco here, and they make really good tacos. They do fun stuff like pork belly pickled watermelon rind stuff like that so that's i, I dig that for lunch i i love a I love a good taco people obviously put me in a box uh i guess put me in a lunch box because they think that all i do is eat sandwiches but i do eat other handheld foods i like i love them <laughs> i'm very open to all of those now, so, here's the real question is a taco a sandwich no right no, no that's what a torta is a torta is a mexican True. sandwich that's fair. Now I'm going to ask, I don't want to, and I don't want to get into an argument about this because this is like the number one question I get asked as like the quote unquote sandwich guy. Um, and I think, and I know it's on your menu, so I already kind of know the answer, but is a hot dog a sandwich? I was about to say, I already know the question. <laughs> to me, is yes. A sandwich? It, it is a long vertical sandwich. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I would say that. Chris? I struggle with that. Is a taco a sandwich? But at least a hot dog is still like using a bun, so to speak. Yeah. But the bun is connected. The bun's connected like a taco would be connected. But a hamburger bun sometimes is connected unless you split it. That, like, so I will tell you this, and, and obviously I can talk food all day. Um, I consider the burger the cousin of the sandwich. That is why the patty melt is the love child of a yes, burger and a sandwich. Yes, it is. Um, the hot dog to me is not because if you ate – if you didn't have a bun, you'd still have a hot dog. And to be honest, you guys already have a hot dog sandwich on your menu. It's called Post Bologna because right, that's what it is. It's bologna. Bologna is a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of like that's why I even why I made a shirt because I always I, I learned real quick. Never say never because I said I would never put a hot dog on a shirt on my in my brand. But I finally <laughs> got so fed up with it that I finally did. And because I kept telling everybody 
Um, they're both are different, but they're both delicious. And so yep. I have a hot dog Absolutely. and a sandwich high fiving because I love it. They're all, they're all, they're just great. <laughs> so, but I'm like, but I don't consider it, uh, you know, but then again, who am I? I'm nobody. I'm like, I tell people eat what you want to eat. Um, I love it. So, so tell people a little bit about, cause obviously if they're not in Greenville, South Carolina, they don't know about you guys. Tell people a little bit about society sandwich bar. Yeah, so we just celebrated a year, uh, May 4th, um, so we're a year and some change now. Uh, really started to kind of come together, I guess about four years ago, the, the search for a building, the right spot to do it in, um, and it might be five years that this concept's been written. I've known Chris now for about two or three years. Um, started to do the concept, it finally came to, I found the building, I knew some college society, going into it saying, this is what I want to do. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at cooking, but I'm no chef. And I was like, so we should probably bring a professional in at the very least to consult. Chris has his own catering company as well called the Uptown Company. And, uh, yep. you know, we, we had just hit it off over the past few years. So I called him just to say, Hey, does any of this like make sense? Is this cool? And, uh, he loved it so much. He's like, I want to be a part of it. Um, and I, I was like, sweet. That was gonna be my next question of would you want to be a part of it? But I didn't know how tied down and, and busy and caught up with Uptown he was. And uh, Chris came on board and uh, we reworked the menu. Some items from the original menu stayed. And then of course, Chris brought his touch to those items, but also a bunch of new items that are make up our menu today. You know, it was, it was kind of, a, I always loved ramen as well. <clears throat> I was like, this, does this make sense doing sandwiches and and ramen, like it's cool, but does it make sense? Will it make sense to people? And he said it best as kind of a modern take on the American classic of soup salad sandwich. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's perfect. I love that. Tried that otherwise. Out of curiosity, who came up with the the Philly cheesesteak egg rolls? Uh, I think that was a <laughs> idea of mine that we kept like, go, like will this way. There was like a. I think we were talking about doing a barbecue and mac and cheese pork or a barbecue pork and mac and cheese uh, egg roll and then the Philly cheese. And we ended up landing on the Philly cheese egg rolls. We'll talk later. I'll tell you what my go-to is. It's a family tradition. I'll just tell you, oh, no, yeah. I don't care. It's the, the Thanksgiving egg roll. Like that's the one you need to make. And the key is the dipping sauce is the, cran the leftover cranberry sauce. So you don't put the cranberry sauce yes. inside because then you scold your mouth. Yeah. Oh, um, we, we yeah. learned that lesson. We learned that. Lesson. <laughs> I bet. We learned I bet. that lesson. Um, I know the answer to this, but how did you guys come up with the name Society? Uh, you know, just uh, I think a lot of the flavors of sandwiches and the ramen we're doing it, it pulls from different cultures and you know different areas of the world. And uh, I think society, you know, people as an everything religions political beliefs, sexual orientation, any of that, like we all make up a society and it's a beautiful thing to, to take and pull from all these wonderful places and flavors from different parts of the earth and different cultures and, and bring them as one to, you know, society. Yeah. Well, out of curiosity, Chris, I know, uh, and I figure, I, obviously I know Jeremy can mention this, but you as the chef could be able to tell me like, can you guys give me a little bit of a menu inspiration where it comes from? Cause you guys like have, gourmet sandwiches you have ramen you have cocktails craft beer i think there's like 16 sandwiches on the menu you have to build your own ramen so like where where did all those come up because you definitely have some interesting flavor profiles um where did you come up with all that idea from so a couple of 
of those things, uh, one of which the build your own ramen. We actually don't do that anymore. Okay. Uh, we realized that was <laughs> the kitchen uh, was very happy when I, got, when I got rid of that. <laughs> um, but so we, me and Jeremy have done some traveling and uh, me, as far as being a chef, you know, I, I love all cuisine, man. Um, and so what we did is we kind of picked the things we, we really wanted to lean towards a like a, a lot of Latin flavors, Spanish flavors. And but also at the same time, I mean, you have such good umami flavors with with your uh, Asian cuisine. So we really wanted to kind of mesh those two together. And we don't really have necessarily a typical Mexican cuisine on our food, but we want to just, we have a lot of guajillo pepper, a lot of uh, ancho, a lot of poblano. Um, so yeah, we, we just want to mesh those two things together. And I think we tried, we went to California, a bunch of restaurants out there. Uh, wanted to bring that kind of flavor back to Greenville. Speaking of California and, of course, sandwiches, have you ever had a, a stretto out in Los Angeles? No. So oh, I, that was, it was amazing. Wrapped up shop, but I think they're doing pop-ups at a couple different spots in L.A., and I think that they've been doing a couple in New York. Look them up. They're, they're, we had them, uh, and our, our food doesn't even necessarily reflect exactly what they do, but they are so good. Uh, oh, it was amazing. Was it Big Papa is one of their – was it their signature sandwich that we had? Yeah. 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 They, they, it's like a take on an Italian. Okay. Yeah, dude. I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. I think you guys actually, I don't know. I think you did. Did you end up going to JP Graziano's when you guys went to Chicago? Oh my God. Yes, we did. Oh, I did. Was, I like I had a message three, from you. Top three I've ever had. Oh Easy. yeah. Dude. When I as soon as you messaged me about that ice that we were all in our hotel rooms and I immediately texted the group and I'm like, we have to go here. Cause I started Instagram stalking them. Uh-huh. Uh, oh like, yeah. You have to go. So good. so good. Yeah. The, the owner, I, I did a one day trip to Chicago and that was like the first stop I did. I flew in in the morning and I flew out in the afternoon and I had, that was my first one. And I basically became kind of like, I tell Jimmy that we became kind of like soulmates because like we literally spent time just talking about how he makes the sandwich yeah. And we were just like in our own like world, just like chatting. It was like 10, it might've been like 11 o'clock. I was like the first person in the place and we were, and I ate and I was like, our goal was to only eat half a sub at every like place that are like different thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I ate the whole freaking thing and oh, I just yeah. had to walk it, but it, it is phenomenal. So I'm glad you guys got to go. Well, um, that's, that's honestly funny you say that because when we were there, we were looking at these things like, wow, this is the size of a small child. There's no way I can eat this whole thing. <laughs> And then two pounds of JP Graziano's later, we were like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Um, I'm kind of curious. I always like to ask chefs, especially ones that make great sandwiches. Chris, do you have any at home sandwich making tips? Always. Well, not always, but what I, I love to toast the bread. So get a little olive oil, a little salt, a little pepper, and then put it on a griddle. You know, that's, that's, I, I think crunchy bread just know that you have different, you know, different um, texture profiles that you need to be aware of with a sandwich. You need crunchy, you need soft, and then you can go into flavor profiles, you know, sweet, spicy. Just make sure you're not, you know, mixing too many of the same things. I guess that's what I'd say. It's a good one. Jeremy, you got one? You got one? Uh, no, I kind of agree entirely. I say kind of. I fully agree with Chris on that. Um, you know, we've learned since opening is bread's probably, if not the most important part, uh, the quality of bread you're using. And, and the, that's just such a huge factor in yeah. the sandwich of my mind. And we, and we've test 
drove so many brands, so to speak, to the point that we, we've gotten it locked down to what we use for as a brand standard for society. Uh, but that's that's absolutely invest in in the good bread because that'll, yeah. that'll make a world difference for you. I totally uh, I totally agree with that. Um, Jeremy, I, I've read quite a bit of your story of just kind of everything of how you kind of started. Like you, I know you did some bartending, you did a lot of branding and marketing for like for social, for a bunch of different restaurants, especially the one you were working at originally, which yep. obviously kind of, you know, and I, and then I also saw that even when you stopped doing that, you out, you even started a clothing brand in like 28, uh, 2018, when you did the white rabbit um, supply company uh, where you were kind of designing everything. And I know that that kind of like kind of morphed, or I guess, blended into the style that you wanted to do for society. Um, and, and I'm just kind of curious about with between that. And then also Chris, I know you run like, and we've talked about it already, a successful, you know, catering business. I know you were just freshly named the 2022 iron caterer champion as yep. well. Plus I know you're nominated for a bunch of things. I'm kind of curious, how do you, how do you guys get out of your heads? Because there's a constant grind <laughs> with the two of you. You guys are always grinding. You're always doing yeah. something. How do you get out of your heads? We go to St. Petersburg, Florida. Yes, <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah, uh, we were just down there over the weekend. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, the coolest thing, I think one of the biggest success for society is just how good of friends Chris and I are at the end of the day. And uh, we're both super driven people. Um, so even trying to get out of our heads, like you go on vacation just to unwind and then still like, what if we did this? What if we did that? Like we, you know, it's just a fun energy to feed off of going back and forth with him and constantly talking shop and ideas. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a good partnership for sure. So to get out of our heads, it's, it's, you know, he tried to unwind it and take it easy, but we also love what we do so much that it's, it's fun for us. It's never really. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, honestly, that's the, that's the truth. It's the same for me as well. We, uh, I mean, I, I do, I have things. I, I love sports. I'm a big baseball guy. So any chance I get to go down and watch our minor league team, uh, the Greenville drive or go down to a Braves game, I love to do that. But as far as getting out of our heads, I mean, even if I'm at a Braves game, I'm, my, my, the wheels are still turning. If me, my girlfriend calls Jeremy, my domestic life partner, because, because <laughs> we, we, uh, we, we literally text each other constantly. And it usually is, what if we did this? What do you think about this idea? So it's, it's fun. Honestly, being in our heads right now is it's honestly a fun, fun place to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your, your place is what is two. It's a, you have two stories of mm -hmm. bar and everything else. I seen the Tiki. I've seen the Tiki parties. Yeah. Um, you guys mm -hmm. get really creative and I know that a lot of that stems from what you've done, uh, Jeremy in the past, when it comes to like events, when you did for white rabbit, what you did for other places you've worked at, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, and I, and I see how you guys kind of involved doing kind of a mixture of like charity and community. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? Yeah, for sure. Um, so the place I used to be the general manager of Gringo's back in the day, we used to do these fun events and we always had a different charity to that. Uh, I left Gringo's in 2017. Uh, and, you know, I, was, I never went to school for photography or videography or graphic design, just kind of self-taught playing in bands with my brother as a kid and making promo ads. We asked him to continue doing something fun and I didn't have an outlet other than I didn't have a, a physical venue and, and brand at that point to host. So I, I decided just to kind of do this fun design and uh, 
it turned out to stick. It just is people were like, we're into it. They're like, oh, that's awesome. How do I buy that shirt? Where can I get that? And uh, so I started, kept, just kind of kept rolling with it and doing multiple designs. And then I would just team up with other restaurants and bars in downtown Greenville and put on these big fun events, whether it was bar crawls or human foosball tournament or, uh, you know, whatever that looked like. Uh, and then, of course, when society came into the picture, I had own, my own venue to host these events, obviously just carried right on doing that. Um, yeah. I've always been a big fan of tiki culture and tiki cocktails. Um, you know, that was one of my favorite things to make when I was a bartender. So uh, Oscar and Ben, who are two of our bartenders that crafted our entire uh, cocktail list, mm -hmm. um, and Chris and I got together and we uh, decided to do Tiki Tuesday, where we, you know, just bunch of classic and modern tiki drinks. We bring in a special guest bartender from recently. It's been every, everything in Greenville, but this one that's coming up on the 16th, we're super stoked for. Uh, Theodore's coming up from San Juan, Puerto Rico. So we have, oh, wow. you know, quite the out-of-towner out of coming in to, to guest with us. And then we always tie it to a different either charity or in some cases, it was like a local service industry family member that you know we had a girl whose mother was out of work because of cancer treatments we had a, a, a former industry guy who lost a leg at you know doing his job wow. post service industry and just raising funds to support them and, and just kind of love on them man that's awesome no i think it's important i think be able to give back to the community and also be part of the community i think is such a an important part, especially when you're a restaurant like yours. Um, and I think, I think that's great. I mean, I think that's, uh, it's truly amazing. Um, so the key, we obviously started talking a little bit about sandwich making, but, and I know like the key to great sandwich is great ingredients. Um, and obviously I want to, I kind of wanted to get an idea of what you guys consider um, are the quote unquote quality ingredients or key factors that go into running a successful business or brand. Hmm. That's a good question. I try. Well, de definitely having an emphasis on making sure that the staff is taken care of. Um, with a good staff, you can really, it allows myself and Jeremy to be creative, to always try to push the limits of what we're doing and what we want to do as a brand. Our staff is fantastic. We have one of the best staffs and probably one of the lowest turnover in any restaurant that I've seen and probably any restaurant in our immediate vicinity. Um, <clears throat> but also just what Jeremy does with, with our brand awareness is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, people knew who we, who we were before we knew who we were. So, you know, th that's, that's one of the biggest things is I, I think is, is always being, you know, able to and willing to push the bounds of what you want to do and having a staff that's behind you also wanting to push those bounds with you. No, I think that's great. What do you think, Jeremy? What do you think are some key ingredients or key factors into running a successful brand or business? Uh, staff comes first, always. 100%. I'm a firm believer in that and taking care of our people. Um, you know, happiness, that's that's the key. Your staff's happy. Uh, they're going to make sure your guests are happy. I'm a firm believer that, uh, you know, to have their back and make sure that they're making the money they need to make and, uh when they buy into the culture and the, and the brand, you know, you just win so hard and you treat your people right. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. I think it's also funny because uh, Chris, if you notice, he actually was, he was losing audio and he actually said the same thing. So it's kind of cool to see that you guys are both, uh, <laughs> both on the same, on the same page. I think it's so important. And that's kind of where I'm always kind of curious, like, how do you guys handle 
Um, and obviously I know you guys are, you know, it seems like you guys are very well connected or, or synced, but when you guys aren't synced, what do you guys usually do? Um, I know it's always kind of difficult when you're kind of working with partners and different people. Um, how do you guys kind of usually kind of, I guess, you may kind of mesh or kind of work out the situation when you guys are, are maybe have a disagreement on something um, when it comes to obviously developing or building the brand. Uh, well, I think this is wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say the exact same thing. Wow. Uh, no, I, you know, honestly, for at least in my opinion, one of the things for us is that is, is to remember first off that we are friends. So we never come in too hot. Uh, it's all, and, and, I know that I want the best for the business. And of course, Jeremy wants the best for the business. And so do our managers and so does our other owner. But <clears throat> when we do have those moments, which we do, I mean, obviously there's going to be differing, differing opinions. And, and we just know that the, the goal itself is the same. We have the same common goal. So how do we, how do we get there? If this is your specialty, then, you know, you take the reins on this. And even if I, if I don't necessarily think it's the way we should go, I know that you know what you're doing and let's follow what you're doing. For instance, uh, when we were writing the menu, the, the post balloon was a very contentious uh, sandwich idea. We had, we went back and forth so many times on whether for days, do we put this on? I said, yes, every time we have to put this sandwich on the menu. It's we're in the South. It's a Southern classic, but we're yeah. going to do it in a fun dive barish hangover sandwich sort of way. And he was like, yeah, but it's still a bologna sandwich and we're not putting that on the menu. <laughs> uh, but we ended up doing it. And it's one of the honestly, one of the best selling sandwiches that we have. Like I said, it made it into a bologna sandwich made its way yeah. to food and wine. And I believe it because I know like Turkey and the Wolf has made it yeah. and it kind of made it like, you know, a little bit more popular than what you would, uh, you know, the way you have. If you make it right, you know, it, and besides there's certain classics like that that totally make sense. Um, it's kind of funny. And I, and I, and I think it's kind of great to, because all the little things that you guys have said and led up to is kind of like, it makes, it all makes sense because you talk about how like having a great staff and ha making the staff feel like they're part of it. And then that makes the customers feel it because you guys obviously congrats on winning best, uh, best restaurant in Greenville. Also congrats on winning best social media. I think there's like a few others that you guys have won, but those are the two that automatically kind of like perked my perked me. Cause I thought, you guys do a really good job. And I know, Jeremy, you do a lot of the social media aspect of it. You did it in previous uh, roles and, you know, even during the during the pandemic. So I kind of want to pick your brain. I want to kind of get it, some advice from you. What's what advice or tips would you give for businesses running their social media? Like, I, I mean, can you, if you give some examples or ideas, hell, I don't care if you use me as an example, but I love to get some ideas of what you think. Are, are some things that are people are lacking that aren't they aren't doing to be successful in social on social yeah i think a lot of uh people kind of somewhat phone it in like oh i made a post today i did i did my part i marketed and there's so much more that goes into it of uh just engaging with your online community i mean i, I spend well i don't know a lot of time it's probably at least an hour a day of just thumbing through Instagram and, and liking other people's photos that, you know, genuinely liking them or leaving comments and engaging the community. Anytime someone tags us uh, in something, whether they're in the restaurant having a meal or, you know, they have sunglasses on you know, or a koozie and they're sitting on a beach drinking a beer. They're not even in our store uh, and they still think to tag us. You know, I, I think that's a huge win for us on, on that level of marketing that, yeah. you know, if people are running around in shirts, they're out 
at, at their, they're out seeing whoever live at a concert and they're wearing a society shirt and they take a selfie and they tag the band and they tag us. And like that, that's super cool. Um, and I think it, you know, it's, it's more than a post. I, I spent a lot of time obviously taking like photos and, and gore grab designs for social media. And you just really have to, I think, look at what your, your performing posts are, like what the best one is and say, okay, this performed well, why did it perform well? What was it about this post that connected with someone? Uh, you know, is it just visually a stunning photo? Is it, you know, a, a post Malone that, you know, triggers those nostalgic feelings of being a kid and your mom making you a sandwich like that when you were young, you know, or after a pool day, whatever. Uh, community and engaging with people is, is huge. Uh, and, you know, even get, getting to meet you, messaging back and forth. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of businesses just think that one photo, uh, I did my job today and yeah. they don't, and they wonder why they don't see results because they're not actually using the platform for what I truly believe it's intended for. And that's connecting in community. Yeah. To be social, to be part mm -hmm. of society. Yep. You know, I guess you could, what you could say, <laughs> there you go. um, what advice would you guys have for, uh, for someone starting out? Uh, as easy or cliche as it is, don't give up. It's never easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Um, you just gotta wake up every day and do the damn thing. And, and I mean, live this, whatever it is you're doing, live it 24 seven. Uh, there's, you know, going back to how to get out of your head. It's like, we never got out of the head. It just is, we, we like what we do and we just keep pounding at it every single day. You know, it's, it's anytime someone's like, Oh, congratulations. You guys are having a lot of success. I'm like, yep. Trying every day. That's, that's my best advice is try every day. Even when you think you've made it, keep trying and keep being better and try to outdo what you did the previous day. And it's always going to be hard. Um, but don't stop because that's when you lose entirely. You could be an inch away from, hitting the goal that you want to hit and you just give up in that moment. Well, and I think to piggyback on top of that, uh, you just have to understand from the very get go that you're going to have to sacrifice. Like your things are, you're going to have to choose. And a lot of times people aren't willing to make that choice uh, to follow their ambition and to follow their business dreams. And that's what you have to do. You have to be willing to sacrifice and know that it's going to be like you have to live it, eat it, breathe it, sleep it. Uh, yeah, you have to get out of your head sometimes. So do what you got to do. Go work out, go play music, whatever that is. But just know that you got to get back in your head and you got to we got to push. So that's yeah. what I no, I I love it. I think I think it's totally uh, very true. And I know, uh, Jeremy, in your case, I mean, I like reading and, and like the fact that you you didn't quit i mean i i've i've read and i've heard like you had at least three investors back out during the process of trying to get society going um you've dealt with family and life tragedies um you know in the last few years as well and oh yeah by the way there's a pandemic that we're all dealing with yeah, yeah right. you guys have continued to put your focus and time and actually be able to actually actually open a restaurant and be successful at it. So um, I definitely think those are truer words uh, could not have been spoken by the two of you. Um, tell folks a little bit about where they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can support you. I will tell you, I've never been, I've never been like I, and, and Jeremy basically preaches the truth. Cause like he and I have been interacting on social for a while now. Um, I'm obsessed because I love what I love with. I love everything that you guys are doing graphic wise and design wise for the brand. Um, I basically was constantly asking them whenever they would release things. I'd be like, is that going to be a shirt? I want to buy it. 
Like, even though I have my own clothing brand, I'm like, I still wanted to wear their stuff. I mean, and then he was, the, you guys were nice enough and thank you very, very much. Uh, and obviously I'm, I will be one of your poster boys. It looks um, good. You know, I'm a plus size model, but I, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a, I, love, I rock it. I love it, dude. I love all the shirts. And like I was telling Jeremy, I'm like, Every week, I basically have one that I'm going to be putting on and sharing because, um, and it's just because oh, yeah. I think you guys do a hell of a job. Um, the way you guys kind of design it, and I, you know, and everything how it looks. The I love the way the shirts feel because obviously it's very similar to what you did with your brand um, before, and uh, and I think it's awesome. But where can people follow you, support you? Go, if they're in Greenville, South Carolina, obviously enjoy you. Uh, yeah. Tell folks a little bit about that. Yeah, so we're looking at 18 East Coffee Street. Um, as far as our social media following us, everything is at Society GVL, our website, as well as uh, is societygvl.com. Um, you can find soon, you'll be able to buy merch in there, um, getting that uploaded in, in the works. Um, but you can obviously order online, have it delivered by DoorDash, or you know, as we love more, so to see everyone's smiling face uh, in the building itself. Uh, we're open 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. seven days a week. I don't know whose idea that was, but you know, <laughs> but we're doing it. And uh, yeah, man, social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, more recently TikTok. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's uh, I think it's wonderful what you guys uh, you guys have created. I definitely know that you you are one of you will be one of the reasons why I go to the Greenville, South Carolina, because I want to meet you guys. Oh, yeah. uh, I definitely want to eat the hell out of your food. I have one. I have one more food related question and then we'll wrap up. I'm just always kind of curious. What other um, what are there other items or what other items are you guys thinking of incorporating um, to the menu? Or is it, um, you know, and just I'm just always always kind of curious, like how your mind, you guys mind goes. Um, and then does like your staff get to like kind of play around and be like, hey, what about this? And then you guys kind of create a special or how does that usually kind of work? Yeah, we have different specials. Um, uh, <laughs> there's one that we might do that I did uh, <laughs> two days ago, the pizza glizzy. Uh, <laughs> we took uh, a <laughs> buff pastry and uh, rolled up a hot dog and then did uh, garlic butter, mozzarella, pepperoni, and crispy crushed prosciutto with a uh, marinara sauce for dipping, and it was fire. Nice. Um, we definitely play around with a bunch of, of fun ideas and like uh, one of our guys, Zach, uh, was a huge component in piecing together our Orange County Bowl. Chris and I had a general bowl uh, and Chris made a wonderful sauce that we call our Maui sauce. And that sauce and the orange sauce uh, he made for the chicken just worked so well together. They were like, this is an absolute banger, has to go on the menu. And then when Chris and I travel, like we love, uh, you know, the idea of kind of, again, culturally taking back something from a city we went to. We yeah. brought back the Wrigleyville or spicy Italian uh, or beef, uh, spicy Italian beef rather uh, from Chicago. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and again, thank you for that recommendation. You're welcome. We were trying them around town, but then that we had. That was the best one by far. He has a, he has a beef kit. I don't know if you saw, or they, they saw that at the location. They have like a, he yeah. did, he has like a collab with Barstool and he has a beef kit. I actually just bought it um because I can't I just saw that for the first time. Yeah. Uh like via Instagram yesterday, actually. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. He, I mean, he's a, he's an interesting cat. He was an interesting interview. Just how his uh, how his business started and how it changed because originally his business was not a sandwich shop. It was actually uh, I don't know if you if you saw it, but when you walk in the place, it's like a in it's, Ital- it's like an Italian. It's like it used to they used to actually sell Italian herbs and things like that, olive oil and things like that, and they 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 would sell yeah. in restaurants. Um, yeah. So yeah, so it's super cool what uh what he's done and then how he's kind of changed it and now how he's shifting back to doing not only sandwiches but also trying to create something where he can actually deliver the products that he's using already so it's kind of like he's going back to what he they did 80 years ago um he's kind of making it full circle but his way uh which i absolutely love it's kind of like you know your maui sauce may become something that you bottle and then start shipping out to everywhere um, right and doing stuff like that not to spark your brain to start thinking well no i've got to say low key we're we're working on a couple things like that right now cool well i Same thing with our hot honey. We make all of our own hot honey, and it's so good that we're like, man, we got to put this in jars. Just jar it and get it into local shops. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's perfect. That's another way of another way of growing uh, of growing the brand, not only within Greenville, but everywhere else. So I think that's awesome. Um, you know what? Just real quick, yeah. you were talking about um, staff, like staff involvement. Yeah. As far as the menu goes, we have to- I have total – a, I have total faith in my staff to not only have, you know, discerning palates, but creative brains as well. And sandwiches are one of those things that you can do anything you want to do. You can literally make anything you want to make into a sandwich. So why not? So you're talking about, you know, making the staff feel like they're part of it. Well, they feel like they're part of it because they really are a part of it. Yeah. You know, we, I take, I take all advice from staff. I mean, do we, do we, we act on it? Not necessarily, but do we listen to it? Absolutely. Because yeah just because it's not my view or the way that I would do it initially doesn't mean it's not a fun way or the right way to do it. So anytime anybody's got something to say or some input, it's we're all ears front of house, back of house included. That's awesome. Very, very cool. Well, gentlemen, I know you guys are busy. I know you're about to get a dinner rush, um, start coming and happy hour and all that stuff on uh, you know, so I do appreciate it. That's our, uh, that's our show for, for today. Thank you so much to Jeremy Krause, Chris Rosensteel of Society Sandwich Bar and Social Club in Greenville, South Carolina for having lunch with me. Definitely make sure to check them out online, especially when their merch comes out. If you don't live nearby, I'm telling you, buy the merch. And as much as I want you to buy my stuff, buy their stuff as well. It's badass. Um, If you enjoy the show, definitely make sure to subscribe. If you want to support, you know, check out my brand, Deli Fresh Threads, do some shopping and obviously tell your friends. Um, Obviously, they uh two big things. I know you guys have don't you guys have a hashtag on your ramen? Do you have a hashtag for your ramen for if someone takes a picture or a selfie with it? Uh the best hashtag is society GBL. Uh, okay. but we love we love the hashtag send nudes. Yes. That's <clears throat> one of my one. favorites. Um yeah. and obviously they're gonna want just like I want sandwich selfies. I if you eat one there. Um, definitely tag them and then definitely make sure to let me know because I want to see the sandwich selfies um, if you have them. Uh, But thank you until next time. Keep eating sandwiches and follow your passion.